Welcome to today's reading. I'm Fernando. I'm alcoholic and your secretary for this meeting. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. Please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change those things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. AA is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength, and hope with each other that they may solve their common problem and help others to recover from alcoholism. That's why I'm here. It helps me to help others, and I hope that it helps you as you're working and maybe driving down the street, down the road, and dealing with life on life's terms. And we can nip it. We can nip it with this program. We keep our minds and our hearts and our meditation in the words of these programs. Keep lifting them up and considering them. All we have to do is consider them. And we have hold of our minds. We have hold a hold of our direction in our lives. Thank God. Thank God I'm a control freak, huh? All right. The 9th of December. Love without a price tag. Love with no price tag. That's the title of today's reading. 12 Steps in 12 Traditions, page 106 says, When the 12th step is seen in its full implication, it is really talking about the kind of love that has no price tag on it. Amen. In order for me to start working the 12th step, I had to work on sincerity and honesty and to learn to act with humility. Carrying the message is a gift of myself. No matter how many years of sobriety I may have accumulated, my dreams can become reality. I solidify my sobriety by sharing what I have received freely. As I look back to that time when I began my recovery, there was already a seed of hope that I could help another drunk pull himself out of his alcoholic mire. My wish to help another drunk is the key to my spiritual health. But I never forget that God acts through me. I am only his instrument. Even if the other person is not ready, there is success because my efforts on his behalf has helped me to remain sober and to become stronger, to act, to never grow weary in my 12-step work, is the key. If I am capable of laughing today, let me not forget those days when I cried. God reminds me that I can feel compassion. Beautiful, wonderful words of life. I'm Fernando Alcoholic. It has come to my attention that as I, if I am an instrument of my higher power, The fact is, the thought came to my mind that even though the persons are not listening, I've been over there to to, uh, jails, county, um, prisons, Alcatraz. I've been in uh, federal prisons, not as a mate, but as an instrument of God's 12-step program going in there. And one of the things that the inmates told us, told about a hundred of us, and there was about a hundred of them were all mixed together. Would you believe that? They, they were in their orange jumpsuits and we were having a, a yearly meeting. There was no guards with, uh, but we were in the encampment in the uh, chapel in the uh, Alcatraz prison. And they said, even though we're talking and we're hanging around the back, we're listening, we're listening. That's the message they I got out of there. So we're actually are planting seeds. So we need to talk like they are streaming our information in. It's streaming. Even though they act like they're not listening, there's a part of them that's planting seeds, guys. Planting seeds. Our job is to feel compassion and speak from the heart and let it go that they are pulling the information from us. Have you ever talked to someone that well, you just can't talk, stop talking? They're pulling, their faith is pulling the information. They are starving. We got to act like they are starving. They're listening. 
They have an ear for that type of speech. AA terminology. Talking about ourselves, we're compassionate, we're doing it for free. The first thing I knew when I walked into AA with a court card back in the early 80s, these guys are not getting paid. That was marble to me. That was huge to me. There was no, they were there just to help the other guy because they had messed up their lives so badly. And they repented. And they said, what can I do? How can I help you? They talked to their higher power. And the higher power, hey, go to the meeting. I'm going to send these, uh, these lost souls and see if you can reach them with the talk of the heart. And you know how they did it? They did it to their, they, their capers of enthusiasm, laughter, energy, momentum. I bought this thing. That first year, I had so much fun in AA. And mind you, when I walked out of there, when I was done with my program, <laughs> and I went, started going to church, and I started going to college, junior college, and getting a certificate on air conditioning, getting a certificate on, on Cummings diesel engines and brakes and Kaiser brakes and all kinds of stuff. I was so involved that I had a clear head, but to my surprise, I was getting my energy and my stability in achieving dreams through the program of AA. And that showed up a few years ago. I was like a big ship headed somewhere without taking a lot of people, like a cruise ship. And after I disconnected with AA and I went to church, I went to education, I went to into the gym and to mechanics and so forth and, and the, the joys and the motorcycles and things, I lost it again. I lost my direction. It was like a big ship with no rudder. Just the ocean was taking it everywhere. All right, enough about me. How about some of you? How about tomorrow's reading for the 10th? Let's go over there and catch up for the weekend today. Let's see, what do we have? Carrying the message. Now, what about the rest of the 12 step? The wonderful energy it releases and the eager action by which it carries our message to the next suffering alcoholic. And which finally translates the 12 step into action upon all our affairs is the payoff. The magnificent reality of Alcoholics Anonymous. The wonderful energy it releases and the eager action by which it carries our message to the next suffering alcoholic. And which finally translates the 12 steps into action upon all our affairs is the payoff. The magnificent reality of Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm Fernando Alcoholic, and I can see I took that wonderful energy that it released in me, and I took it into back into the world without the, the supply of the triangle. Unity, recovery, and service. I was lacking service. I had unity with God. I had recovery, and I was doing a different kind of service work. Mind you, not doing the step holy but receive that wonderful power that comes through AA. And uh, you can see that over and over again in people coming in. They get a little better. They get uh, they focus on their magnificent imagination, and they take off on a tangent. The Alcoholic Anonymous does a pretty good job of telling them what their future is going to be. Let me prophesy, what is your future going to be like? And I'll buy you the first drink so you can go out there and get some more education on what doesn't work. All right, back to the message. To renounce the alcoholic world is not to abandon it, but to act upon principles I have come to love and cherish and to restore in others who still suffer the serenity I have come to know. When I am truly committed to this purpose, it matters little what clothes I wear or how I make a living. My task is to carry the message and to lead by example, not design. 
I always wanted to talk about my activities that I'm doing in the uh, AA world. And one of the things that I noticed this past week or last week was it, I had arranged for a new guy with 30 days to come and help me at the 9 a.m. meeting. I said, I'll make the coffee. You come down and I'll help you. And you help me run the meeting. And this buddy, he said, oh, yeah, you bet. I'll come down. And he came down. He was there. But I had forgotten that I had prayed for a coffee maker and a secretary for that Thursday, 9 a.m. And sure enough, here he comes, one of my sponsees with four years. He is all excited. He comes with the books, and he's a little late. And I try to tell him, oh, he's going to be helping. And, uh, okay, that's good. So he gave him the uh, daily reflections to read. And then later I apologized to the guy. I double booked. I forgot that God, once God answers a prayer, it's a done deal. I had prayed for that Thursday to get a good secretary. And one of my sponsees, an, an executive, mind you, came in and brought all the resources and ran a beautiful meeting and continues to do so. So I'm amazed at what prayer can do and where it takes us to different levels. I am so convinced of this prayer. The wife and I, we have a little saying that we develop. I said, we have a thousand percent batting average. Batting average. When we pray for someone, in, in rare cases like you know, some stubborn members that keep drinking, but the people that are open to the program, they, now, that mind you, they're open. They're not, they have their, they want to learn more. They want to get, they ask for prayer. So we go into prayer. Usually we just pray three days in a row for someone. The Psalms 23, the Lord is their shepherd. Sometimes we go a week. And later on, we, we see the enthusiasm, the joy, and the pro progress that the person is receiving. And we need the feedback. And that's where we get that 1,000%. So I'm going to pray for you in a little bit. I usually pray the uh, Psalm 23. Like, for instance, okay, a little bit has passed by. Let's go pray Psalm 23. Psalm 23, and this is the way I do it when I pray for others. Let's say your, your name is Joel and Mary. So I'm going to pray for Joel and Mary together. Psalm 23, and it's very simple. I said, the Lord is Mary and Joel's shepherd. They shall not want. In other words, they shall not be in this combombarded. They should not be in crazy thinking. They should not want. They, they should be a peace of mind, heart, and soul. But I just, I just stick to the prayer and go along with it. The reason I'm saying all this is because I'm looking for the right translation that's a little bit loose for our uh, unorthodox way of AA that's cool, mild, and effective. Our work here. Okay, living translation. If I can get it, sometimes this computer balks on me. And, uh... Oh boy. Let me just take it from memory. The Lord is Mary and Joe's shepherd. They shall not want. The Lord makes them lie down in green pastures and leadeth them besides the still waters. The Lord restores their strength. He guides them along the right path, bringing honor to his name. Even though they walk through this darkest valley, they will not be afraid, for the Lord is close beside you. Their rod and their staff, they protect them and they comfort them. The Lord prepares a feast for them in the presence of their enemies. The Lord honors them by anointing them with oil over their heads. Their cup overflows with blessings. Surely goodness and unfailing love will pursue Mary and Joe all the days of their life and they will live in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. That's the way we generally pray for someone because it covers area a lot. So say that 
to others you care for, and the prayer has to go through us, so we get blessed as we say the prayer. You'll get blessed as you say the prayer for someone else. Amen. I'm Fernando Alcoholic. Let's go ahead and jump over to December the 11th. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 192. We are actually to practice a genuine humility. This is to the end that our great blessings may never spoil us, that we shall forever live in thankful contemplation of Him who presides over us all. Experience has taught me that that my alcoholic personality tends to be grandiose. While having seemingly good intentions, I can go off on tangents in pursuit of my causes. My ego takes over and I lose sight of my primary purpose. I may even take credit for God's handiwork in my life. Such an overstated feeling of my own importance is dangerous to my sobriety and could cause great harm to A as a whole. My safeguard... The 12th tradition serves to keep me humble. I realize both as an individual and as a member of the fellowship that I cannot boast of my accomplishments and that God is doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Amen, amen. Fernando Alcoholic, this is my second time around. Genuine humility is staying in the triangle. Service, recovery, unity. To this end that our great blessings may never spoil. What's the great blessing? Having electricity in a computer and be able to speak into the smart smartphone and do 12th work, that's a blessing. It would easily be spoiled if I get involved in other situations like repairing cars, uh, extending myself over and over again and helping others, not resting one day a week and having a conference with my higher power. Like today is conference day. Today I ground myself, literally put my feet on the grass, enjoy my books, have my coffee, and have a quiet grounding session, a convention with my higher power and myself. That we shall forever live in thankful contemplation of him who presides over us all. Amen. That's why a gratitude list of at least three things in the morning, minimum, you know, our electricity, our health, a good night's rest. You know, we bless those times. So if we bless them now, we'll get to have a blessing next next week, the next days, as we appreciate the things God has given us. And with that, let me go ahead and go to... Uh, Read Proverbs for today. Or my King, King Solomon, my sponsor from 3,500 years ago, he wrote me a lot of letters. And beginning with uh, Proverbs 9, here we go. Let me go ahead and put it in a message translation so it'll be a little bit more uh, today's wording. And it's packed with enthusiasm, the Message Bible. Packed with creativity and enthusiasm and it gets the point across. Now, Proverbs 9, 10 and 11 are probably, well, they're all my favorites. But these are really intelligent Proverbs. And it says, and they call wisdom a lady in this. Give it a female number. They say, Lady Wisdom has built and furnished her home. It's supported by seven hewn timbers. The banquet meal is ready to be served. Lamb roasted, wine poured out, table set with silver and flowers. Having dismissed her serving maids, having sent them on an errand, Lady Wisdom goes to town and stands in a prominent place and invites everyone with sound of her voice. She says, are you confused about life? Don't know what's going on? Come with me, oh come, have dinner with me. I have prepared a wonderful spread, fresh baked bread, roast lamb, carefully selected wines. Leave your impoverished confusion and live. Walk up the street to a life with meaning. 
Now that's a 12-step meeting right there where we have a wonderful spread of baked bread, roasted lamb, and spiritual wines. We get filled completely and we lose our confusion about life and we start living. That's exactly what happened to me. I drank, I ate, and I go to meetings for that wonderful spread that Lady Wisdom has prepared for us. If you reason with an arrogant cynic, you'll get slapped in the face, confront bad behavior, and get kicked in the chins. So don't waste your time on a scoffer. All you get for your pain is abuse. But if you correct those who care about life, that's different. They'll love you for it. Save your breath for the wise. They'll be wiser for it. Tell good people what you know. They'll profit from it. Skill living gets its start in the fear of God. Insight into life from knowing a holy God. It's through me, Lady Wisdom, that your life deepens and the years of your life ripen. Live wisely and wisdom will permeate your life. Mock life and life will mock you. Then there's this other woman, Madam Prostitute, Evil Wisdom. Brazen, empty-headed, frivolous. She sits on the front porch of her house on Main Street, and as people walk by, minding their own business, calls out, Hey, you confused about life? Don't know what's going on? Steal off with me. I'll show you a good time. No one will ever know. I'll give you the time of your life. Take a shot of this, sleep here, watch pornography. But they don't know about all the skeletons in her closet and all the guests end up in hell. Proverbs 10, the wise sayings of Solomon. An honest life is immortal. Verse 1, wise son, glad father, stupid son, sad mother. Ill-gotten gains gets you nowhere, and honest life is immortal. God won't starve an honest soul, but he frustrates the appetites of the wicked. God won't starve an honest soul. So when I go to AA, I ask for the starvation, for this hunger. What can I hear today? I said, higher power, open my ears that I may hear you through somebody. It might be somebody with three days that shows really uh, humility and compassion that we're there waiting for him. Or a guy with 30 years that squares away his talk with a good meal and everything, all the ingredients in it so that I can have it, have it for the rest of the day and I won't be hungry, lonely, tired at all because I have good instructions that hit me hard on the inside of my consciousness, AA meeting. God wants starved and on his soul, but he frustrates the appetite of the wicked. Slot makes you poor, diligent brings wealth. <clears throat> Diligent brings wealth, excuse me. Make hay while the sun shines, that's smart. Go first fishing during harvest, that's stupid. <clears throat> In other words, work while the days are beautiful. Blessings accrue on a good and honest life, but the mouth of the wicked is a dark cave of abuse. A good and honest life is blessed memorially. Memorial. memorial. A good honest life is a blessed memorial. A wicked life leaves a rotten stench. A wise heart takes orders an empty head will come unglued. <clears throat> Honest lives come confident and carefree, but shifty is sure to be exposed. Excuse me. Honesty lives confident and carefree. One way Alcoholic Anonymous to live is to always ask questions. I don't understand higher power. I don't understand how you connect with a higher power. I don't understand how somebody can live confident and carefree. Honesty is asking and talking to God for anything that you don't understand. Folks, there is answer for everything. 
everything there's a squared away answer that fits right. There's no injustice in this world. You once you start asking honestly, you'll understand others there why you were unjust and why we started blaming others if we couldn't handle to be honest ourselves. Easy to attack others. An evasive eye is a sign of trouble ahead, but an open face-to-face meeting results in peace. That's what happens when we're honest. We have a face-to-face meeting result in peace with a higher power. Say, God, I messed up. I messed up again. And then God says, that's right, son. Let me give you a hug. Let's see what we got left. What do we have left that's good, God says. Let's work on that. Let's be thankful for what we have. Do you still have your your ability to walk and talk and move? The mouth of a good person is a deep life giving well. But the mouth of the wicked is a dark cave of abuse. Remember, the wicked are trying to get you to, to think like they think. To, to be uh, in turmoil on their causes and that's just abuse trying to get to your peace of mind the wicked always has to have some kind of dark cloud around them and they try to get others involved in it hatred starts fights but love pulls a quilt over the bickering love pulls a quilt over the bickering You will find wisdom on the lips of a person of insight. But the short-sighted needs a slap in the face to wake them up. The wise accumulate knowledge. A true treasure know-it-all talks too much. A sheer waste. The wise accumulate knowledge. A true treasure. That's me, folks. I'm a know-it-all. I talk too much. I'm a sheer waste. I can see that over and over again when I need I need to talk about every subject that comes up and be a control freak. I thank God I'm a control freak. I thank God I'm a know-it-all and a, a sheer waste of so much accumulated knowledge. You know, when a proverb speaks to you and punches you in the stomach, I say, God, I don't understand why I talk too much, Lord. I need your help. I need to stop being a sheer waste of my life, trying to talk to people that are not going to listen, that are just assigned there to take my time, the little bit of energy that I have, and not growing in their own uh, wisdom, their own journey to seek wisdom. The wise accumulate knowledge a true treasure. Thank you, God, that you are my teacher, leader. Thank you, God, that you are my master. You show me true wisdom. Thank you for that. I treasure it. Amen. 15. The wealth of the rich is their security. The poverty of the indigent is their ruin. The wage of a good person is exuberant life. An evil person ends up with nothing but sin. The wage of a good person is exuberant life. I bid you, I wish you an exuberant life. Because you're an honest person always asking, I don't understand forgiveness. Always asking, I don't understand how a person can succeed in life and put their turmoil in a arrest or turmoil, arrest or foolishness. I don't understand. I need help. That's an honest person, folks. The road to life is a disciplined life. Ignore correction and you're lost for good. Notice that the word correction is like corrosive, like acid. One of the best, best ways to discipline ourselves is through reading. Reading what I'm doing now buckling yourself down and reading the and conquering the book and reading and getting lost three, four hours, six hours in a reading discipline. 
The road to life is a disciplined life. Words have life in them, folks. Words have the power of God in them. Words are seeds. All we're doing is we're working our 1,500 acres that are not producing good fruit. Ignore correction. In other words, go, la, 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 la. Well, how do you ever? Just going and getting more information and being entertained all the time. You're lost for good. Getting stuck on TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Liars secretly hoard hatred. Liars. See, they don't know how to deal with their hatred. They got to thank God for the hate. I thank you, God, for the hatred I have in my heart. I thank you, God, for this lying I have in my heart. Thus inoculating my hatred, my dishonesty, my being a liar. By thanking God, I'm a liar. Sounds counterproductive, don't it? But intelligent people will try it. Wise people, people that said, I tried everything else. What do I have to lose to thank God that I'm a liar? To thank God that I'm a thief. To thank God that I hoard hatred. Thank God that I'm jealous. This character defects keep coming out. You're using honesty with experience and seeking the one who has the answers. Our higher power. Our creator. Our father. Fools openly spread slander. What does a fool do? Gossips. Gossips about others. Spread slander. Gossips about the country, everything around them. <clears throat> Unable to look at themselves and say, I thank God I'm a hater. 19. The more talk, the less truth. Uh-oh. The wise measure their words. The more we talk, the less truth is displayed. The wise measure their words. One of the things that gave me uh, awareness when I was in the wrong is the fact that I listened in AA. Alcohol prepared me pre-preparation for the uh, 101 course in life through the AA 12-step program. I saw, I heard, I listened, it took, it took. And then I expect my sponsee to hear, to listen, and take. So once in a while, you'll get one right away. Like I just pick one up that saw, heard, and listened. And the guy's only got 30 days. I told him that he is in ICU. ICU constantly. You're very, you're in ICU, A-A-I-C-U. Because they heard, and they're in the right direction. They're open, so I can talk to them like he's a two-year, two-year sponsee, because he's receiving the words and receiving. He's in the right spirit, the right, the right measure of of judging themselves and saying, "I need help." Open-minded, mind you, the man is knows God. He's born again. What he qualifies is that all things work together for good to those who are in Christ Jesus. This man is in Christ Jesus. I can just tell by the spirit and the way he talks and the, the, the judgment of himself and dealing with a lot of uh, issues with wife and work and people, but making progress through it all. Considering... We take other people that are mad at something. They're locked in some kind of uh, some kind of discouragement. You know, where did they go wrong? I met a guy yesterday. He lost his court card. He left it on the first meeting when we did the pancake. I had to approach him to stop vaping in the presence of the older guys. And uh, he said, oh, it's, it's not nicotine. You know, it always, always has an answer for the wrong we're doing. I used to be like that. Anyway, he left his court card, and then in the nighttime, he's asking for his court card. He wants his court card now. And then he takes my number, and we're disturbing the, the night meetings. I have to stay away from him because I'm the one who's trying to keep people from talking, and here I am. 
I have this person talking to me and trying to get my number. In the middle of the, I have to walk away from the park meeting. Anyway, I got him to start doing things. And I go, okay, I'll get you your car card. I need for you to stop passing out these cake for the birthday cake. And sure enough, he took direction. This guy's got 60 days strong, could be very dangerous, you know, individual. You don't know who they are. And then I had him come and help me unload my buddy's truck and help put things away. And I signed his court card and I had a chance to talk to him. I got his number. So I'll be praying for him for three days and then I'll approach him with more information. See if, uh, usually when I talk about prayer is we push back the forces of evil that are like the evil resentment, the uh, hatred. Um, We push back and with prayer and have a chance to bring in good seeds, good seeds of uh, information. And the good seed is getting him a commitment in doing something for the program because it keeps a light on all through the week on his consciousness. Oh, shh. He says to himself, oh, man, I committed to being bringing the coffee to that doggone meeting. And that keeps the light on. That keeps him aware of the, uh, of the program. All right, let me go ahead. It says, the more talk, the less truth, the wise measure the words. <laughs> the speech of a good person is worth waiting for. The blabber of the wicked is worthless. The blabbering of the wicked is worthless. The talk of a good person is rich fare for many. But chatterboxes die of an empty heart. Amen. God's blessings make life rich. Nothing we can improve that from God. Again, God's blessings makes life rich. Nothing we can improve, nothing we can do improve on God. (laughs) That's one of the reasons I want to have my conference with God, folks. I cannot improve by trying this, trying that. I got to give God a chance to answer my prayers by timeout. Get in the corner. I have been weaned and I'm just waiting on God. You know how we do it, parents. Said, so, okay, I'll let you have that, but first of all, you have to stop your crying, your moaning, and and get in the corner and and take it as a man until you come out sane and happy and pleasant. Then we will give you what you need. But this baby crying is not the way to get things, folks. I'd like to ask you one thing: to take Romans eight twenty eight and this verse ten twenty two in Proverbs and put them together. Say, say, all things work together for good to those who are called in Christ Jesus. I am called in Christ Jesus. And then you say, God's blessings on me make my life rich. Nothing I do can improve on God. Okay? All you can do is be a recipient, and all you can do is believe on those words that I just told you. And it's going to take some while. You may have to write them 500 times and they'll be well worth it because they'll be cemented in your in your 1,500 acres of land. And guess what? You'll be calling those things. All things work together for good to those who are called Christ. All things, problems. There will be rewards in our problems. God's blessings will make life rich. What are his blessings? His spiritual blessings, his spiritual principles. Those principles will fight for us and make us rich. Nothing we can do can improve on God. All we have to improve with God are words, folks. Words into our consciousness will give us a great and wonderful life. I've been studying this for 40 years. Take it from a man that's done a lot of wrong and a lot of right you know a different approaches 23 an empty-headed thinks mischief is fun but a mindful person relishes on wisdom 
You are a mindful person. You hung on this long, going on 40 minutes, listening to me. You relish on wisdom. I'm making some kind of sense. I'm not crazy. 24. The nightmares of the wicked come true. What the good people desire, they get. The joys of our hearts, folks, when you see something nice, because you meditate and you relax and let God in, you have God's joy to be with you. Use the joy to to see things you like and start imagining them. Like I started imagining myself maybe a year ago, two years ago, that I would have a nice laptop computer to do this things and have more technology. I am staring at it right in front of me. Now I'm imagining a newer pickup truck that has more whistles and bells and glorifies God. So I I want to tell people, I pray for it. There's the truck. I I got pictures of it. I have rented a truck just like that and enjoyed it just to help me in my imagination. We need to help our imagination, folks. When the storm is over, there's nothing left of the wicked. Good people, firm on their rock foundations, aren't even phased. That's us, folks. We are in the rock of God's words. A lazy employee will give you nothing but trouble. Wow. See, they don't read. They don't pray. It's vinegar in the mouth, smoke in the eyes. I'm having one of them, too, trying to help so many people. The fear of God expands your life. A wicked life is a puny life. Whoa. I'm fearing God, folks. That's why today is my conference with God day. 28. The aspirations of good people end in celebration, and the ambitions of bad people crash. The aspirations of good people end in celebration. 29, God is solid backing to a well-lived life. <laughs> but he calls into question a shabby performance. God is solid backing to a well-lived life. Amen. It reminds me of doing three rapid prayers, being grounded. If you haven't found out what grounded is, I ground myself when I pray, when I get on my knees. In other words... I touch the ground of the house so I can take the uh, excess voltage out of my body. And I, I get connected to the earth, to God, and I'll say three rapid Our Fathers and try to see that little light that comes on when you close your eyes. When you see all the glimmers, all those little lights, that's the God consciousness. That's the power of God. That's the love of God. That's the shield of God surrounding us. Meditate on that. And with our faith, we try to make that prayer hit a heaven, hit a payload. And you do that by the lights that you see that will come on. Usually, when you have a lot of love, a lot of faith, and you say the Our Father, you can see the little lights in your mind as you close your eyes. You see the blue, the red, or the the bright white light. Sometimes I'll see the whole illumination of everything white, like all the stars just just shined at one time. And I said, wow, I hit a payload with my prayer. (laughs) My mama always told me that the answer is in the prayer. As you're praying, God is solidly giving you back your answer. So I pray the Our Father because it it, uh, encompasses everything I need. Honor God. I ask for my daily bread. Ask me to forgive others as we go through life. Keep me from temptation and deliver me from the evil one. Amen. And God is solid backing to a well-lived life, but he calls into question a shabby performance. Good people last. They can't be moved. The wicked are here today, gone tomorrow. Talk about, excuse me. I'm getting excited here. Good people last. A commitment to a good person. They last. They can't be moved. But the wicked are here today, make a commitment, but gone tomorrow. So it's a pretty good way of uh, 
you know, when I get a hold of the wicked, I try to make them a commitment and put a rubber band on their wrist and say, I want you to make a commitment to thank God every time you have a wrong thought and you and you surprise yourself because you told yourself you weren't going to be angry, you weren't going to be condemning, you weren't going to lose it. And if you do lose it, I want you to snap the rubber band and say, I thank God I missed it. I thank God I'm a misfit. Can you do that? I ask them. First, they clench their wrist and their neck gets all full of blood and they, they clench their teeth and they say, I thank God I'm a misfit. And then they loosen up a little bit. I thank God I'm a misfit. And then the third time they'll say it, I thank God I'm a misfit. And joy starts to bring over and the person comes out of all that hatred and, and wrong thinking by acknowledging the truth. I've seen it happen, folks. I've seen it over and over again. 31, a good person mouth is a clear fountain of wisdom. A foul mouth is a stagnant swamp. A good person's mouth is a clear foundation of wisdom. The speech of a good person clears the air. The words of the wicked pollute it. <laughs> Amen. I don't know if you're in a hurry. I'm not. Okay, our last proverb from 11 is Proverbs 11. Without good direction, people lose their way. You know, when I wake up in the morning, I have to acknowledge that God is good. Thank you, God. And it gets, it opens the door somewhere where enthusiasm, joy, laughter, kindness. Or I can say, oh, I can criticize the day and shut the door and open another door. You know, and it just, there's, there's no life in that one. There's just the same old, same old with no spark. We're talking about the spark of life, folks, and acknowledging the spark of life as soon as we get up. There's a meditation, 12-step meditation on YouTube I did this morning, and it it worked. It fired me up, folks. It's, it's a 28-minute 12-step meditation. I'm, I hope to bring it in here and do it myself with my voice. So uh, <clears throat> some of you have gotten used to my voice, and I thank you for that. God bless you and have forgiven me for a lot of things I said. <laughs> and we'll do that to start our day. You know, it's how to start your day. It is amazing, folks. 12-step program has the keys to the eternal life, folks. They know how God runs the world and what are his principles that we bump heads with when we're drinking and not even drinking. They got every base covered, folks, because it saves lives. We almost died out there drinking, and so many people did die. We know what doesn't work and what does work. Without good direction, people lose their way. They lose their soul. They end up in hell. Number one, God hates cheating in the marketplace. He loves it when business is above board. Amen. Ain't nothing like a good company, huh? The stuck-ups fall flat on their faces, but down-to-earth people stand firm. Woo! Oh, that reminds me, get to know what grounding is all about. There's movies, there's documentations, there's stuff you can sleep with that you're grounded. And I'm grounded right now, grounded with a, to the, my computer, which is grounded to the earth. I got grounding mats that we bought. But down-to-earth people stand firm. The integrity of the honest keeps them on track. The devious of crooks brings them to ruin. If you're honest and asking questions, we are on, on the right track, being as honest as I can. One of the things that I'm dishonest in is when people ask me something about the meeting. You know, there's so many uh, areas in the meeting to, to run a big meeting. The coffee, the literature, you know, and 
the chips, for instance, yesterday, the lady that does the chips, she came and brought me the chip bag. And she goes, I can't do it today, I'm not feeling good. She brings me the chip bag. The onion lady that was supposed to cut the onions and, the, and for the hamburger, she called me, I'm not coming in for the next two weeks. The other guy that brings in the speaker and the system, oh, I can't do it, I gotta I got go travel. All these commitments that I gave out came back. And now, <clears throat> when my sponsor comes up to me and then asks me, who's handling the cards, the birthday cards? And I'm like, Sheesh. so I just gave him a name and I should have done that. Well, maybe so-and-so. And he went over there and I said, well, I, I should have said, been honest. I said, I don't know. I got, I should be honest. I got enough in my plate chopping these onions and these tomatoes and getting my sponsor to help me. And then the new people are out there causing new havoc and bickering with each other. But if they would have been in helping, what can I do to help you? You know? I try to make this one guy that's always um, after girls to clean the tables and he would, oh, my arm, my arm. And he just got done telling me that he's going to be working in construction. Well, he's got, got a big job lined up. I don't know. I'm not God. God's kids. But I could be. I have room for improvement. The integrity of the honest keeps them on track. The devi- deviousness of crooks brings them to ruin. A thick bankroll is no help when life falls apart. But a principal life can stand up to the worst of principal life. Moral character makes for smooth traveling. An evil life is a hard life. Moral character makes for smooth traveling. I'd just like to add a couple of people that I ran into. I was taking an upholstery class and I met this couple that had joy all over their face. And they weren't religious or anything. All they said, they said, you know, we bought a house here and we're barely married and we saw a community center uh, helping kids and playing basketball and so forth. And they said, honey, let's go, let's start investing money in that community center. So they started giving with $15 a month or whatever they could. And he goes, you know, after all these years, they were old now, he goes, it has brought us great happiness to be giving, to be helping out. I met that couple. They impressed me. The other person that I met, uh, I, I forgot. Who was the other person? <laughs> Moral character makes for smooth traveling. An evil life is a hard life. Good character is the best insurance. Crooked, crooks get trapped in their sinful lust. <laughs> when the wicked die, that's it. The story's over. End of hope. Isn't that interesting? The hopes of my mother are still living today. You know, the hopes that uh, we get it together, all her brood, her children, and live in constant love and forgiveness. And that's what we're doing today. We end up with a lot of constant love and forgiveness and, and just forgive each other, you know. We want to get angry at each other, but we, we know that forgiveness and being kind is the way to go. And we put our differences aside. Eight, a good person is saved from much trouble. A bad person runs straight into it. A good person is saved from much trouble. A couple of things came up to me. I just put a battery in my car. I would have never thought it was a battery till one of my sponsees used a meter and said, we can't get this thing to go over nine volts or whatever. And he gives me a good education on AC and direct current and all this stuff. And, <laughs> and he was patient with me. But we, I bought the, I bought the, the battery, put it on there so far so good. Never thought this car had I thought the uh, alternator would have kept all the electricity going in, all the current going into the car and making it run better. I didn't think that uh, a low battery will cause so much trouble in a car. Anyway, 
So far, so well. It's running like a top, top champ, champ again, just with a battery. Good character is the best insurance. Mind you, the car was starting up easily. It wasn't needing any kind of a jump or anything. And all of a sudden, it stops working and... All right, let's keep moving. Good character is the best insurance. Crooks get trapped in their sinful lust. When the wicked die, that's it. End of story, end of hope. A good person is saved from much trouble. A bad person runs straight into it. The loose tongue of the godless spread destruction. The common sense of the godly preserves them. The common sense. One way to preserve yourself when you're among people with loose tongues that are spreading destruction is say, I thank you, God, for this moment. I thank you, God, for this moment. Keep the joy, keep the laughter, keep the sense of humor going. Don't get into their destructive thought pattern and so forth. Common sense of the godly preserves them. Preserve yourself by saying, thank you, God, for what's going on. Thank you, God. Just keep thanking to God and have your own little vacation when you're stuck in a car with somebody just knocking everything around them. If you try to straighten them out, they're going to knock you. When it goes well for good people, the whole town cheers. When it goes badly for bad people, the town celebrates. When it goes badly for bad people, the town celebrates. When right living people bless the city, when right living people bless the city, it flourishes. Evil talk turns it into a ghost town in no time. Evil talk turns things into so much power people have in evil talk. It reminds me of Italy, you know, the places that that uh, they talk about so much bad about, you know, so it just gets stuck. When right living people bless the city, it flourishes. God bless America. God bless the town I live in. There's thousands of other people that are doing the same thing, blessing the town, blessing it. You can even sense that the streets are clean and the town is blessed because people are speaking rightly over the city. It's a good city where I live. There's good people. Mean-spirited slanders is heartless. Mean-spirit, excuse me. Excuse me. Mean-spirited slanders is heartless. Quiet discretion accompanies good sense. Quiet discretion accompanies good sense. A person that is quiet and thinking and thoughtful, you can just tell it's good sense. You can tell above the heartless person that's speaking evil things. A gadabout gossip can't be trusted with a secret, but someone of integrity won't violate a confidence. Keep your mouth quiet. Don't violate a confidence. Don't talk and gossip with the stuff you've been trusted, like you got a good morsel. Okay? Keep your integrity in. I'm talking to myself. You know, um, I have a good friend that we got him recovered. He's got 11 years now, and he's come, become a good friend of mine. But I, we always use him as a reference, you know, because he's short-tempered. And uh, so I have to, I have with my good friends, I said, yeah, I was talking to him so-and-so, and, and, uh, and so-and-so told me to, uh, and I wouldn't. Anyway, you know what I mean. <clears throat> I can't stop using him as a reference, but. Thank God I'm a misfit. Without good direction, people lose their way. The more wise counsel you follow, the better your chances. Amen. Without good direction, people lose their way. There's something about human beings is that we lose information, folks. I know that it says that learn a good skill and we'll have a great life. But people lose their way when... They don't rehearse the wise counsel we're following. 
<clears throat> so there's better chances of keep, keep repri- being reprimanded, being helped. Amen. It looks like I'm out of time. God bless you. Take care until we meet again.